And I think there is a, a real misconception that networking equals selling. And if you haven't sold anything, you are not effective at it. Today's show is sponsored by winthehourwintheday.com with our three-part formula, team, execution, and scale, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. We've got something new. Oh, I can't wait to share with you guys. We've got the winner's circle. Ah, and we've got so many bonuses and so much more packing into this and it's just super exciting. Um, you guys have got to check it out. Check out our winner's circle. If you are done with the grinding it out, because I believe that which does not kill you makes you tired. Check it out. The winner's circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your host, Chris Ward, and today we have Stacey Shipman in the house. Now, Stacey is going to talk to us about networking, engaging, and really how you can sell yourself and your services effectively while networking. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. It's good to be here. All right. So you, you're all about this. You're the co-host of engage the room podcast, and you're all about, you know, facilitating and face-to-face networking, virtual, uh, virtual, virtual, virtual. you know, we're going to call, yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> we're going to call it. Um, I'm still going to call it face-to-face when we're yeah. doing virtual, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So a lot of us don't like networking and I know I've, I've sort of, used excuses in the past for this, although I did it back in the day when business was new and I would go to the breakfast or whatever the local business when my business was still local, because now it's very global. But for me, I did okay when I had to go to the breakfasts because then I thought, well, there's a purpose and a goal and there's somebody sitting beside you. Um, And then I didn't like the, but the downside to that is if you didn't like who's sitting beside you or like it was not a whole lot of conversation going there. Mm-hmm. But then there's other events where you're just supposed to mingle network. And I just, I don't know, it, to me, it seemed like, okay, I'm supposed to elbow my way in and try to bahaha, have engaging conversation with you, but there was no framework. So, and I'm pretty confident, comfortable, outgoing, and yet I found it a chore. So I know there's people that, as I'm told all the time, don't have my energy. And so if it was a chore for me, my heavens, Hello. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> then we can always lean into the, oh, but I'm really busy. I have important work to do. And then you go to this event and it's like, this wasn't fun. Yeah. So I should have just stayed hiding behind the desk. Right. So yeah. there, there have just purged all my concerns. <laughs> you can start from there. <laughs> your concerns are, you're not alone in your concerns. And, okay. uh, you know, as you said, even though you might be outgoing and enter, you know, big energy. It's awkward for so many people. Yeah. Granted the folks who, who tend to gravitate towards me and my message are quieter. I work with a lot of technically trained, analytically minded, even shy introverted folks. So 
I do work, you know, tend to work in that space, but it's, it's awkward for everybody. And I am one of those analytically minded, uh, shy people who has come out of my shell over the last 15 years. But I remember going into my first networking event and it was exciting because I was just starting my business at a corporate. But as I walked into that or down the hall into that room, my heart rate started, you know, my heart was beating really fast. My hands were shaking and sweating. And I was like, what if they don't like me? What if they think my business is silly? What, you know, what if, what if, what if? And, and I, and then I, I ended up walking in after I almost left, I almost didn't go in, <laughs> but I didn't want to get another job. And I was greeted so warmly by this, uh, the director of the organization. And she immediately introduced me to somebody. So I didn't have to walk in this room on my own, full of strangers, having never done this before. And I share that because it's awkward for a lot of us for a few reasons. One, some of us are shy. We don't have the skill or knowledge or confidence to do it. We're not sure how to talk about ourselves. If we walk into a group that's already established, you can feel clicky Mm -hmm. and then you're not really sure if you're welcome or if you belong there. And, and I don't know about you, Chris, but I've walked into meetings over the years where nobody even greets you at the door. And if you're new to that group, that's a little unnerving. That's unsettling because you're not really sure what to do or what to expect. So there's so many reasons why it's awkward and uncomfortable and unnatural. And, um, and I think how you're greeted and how you're set up to, to be successful in that space, in that setting has a lot to do with it, as well as your own individual you know, how you show up personally. Yeah. So you can't control how the event is, the event is run. I've seen ones run better, you know, and even virtually mm-hmm. here, you're going to hear all the ugly side of the, <laughs> of me, <laughs> because when you're so time pressured as an entrepreneur, and we're mm-hmm. all about creating your win yep. team and being in that win formula, 60% creation, 40% uh, admin mode. And most, but most people, most entrepreneurs are just trapped in that web of admin 80, 90% of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're always racing the clock and they're like, Oh, I got to go network. And then it just seems like when you have so much to do, take a step out and, you know, without any sort of clarity or guidelines, or is this event yep. going to be worth my time? Mm-hmm. And then how do you measure that? Just because it didn't happen today, you didn't make a solid connection doesn't mean it's not accumulative, right? There's right. all that. But the, the dark side of it is, is I've done even virtual events where, okay, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. I don't like games. I don't want to go, like, I'm not a go to a wedding shower, baby shower thing. And we play this game with whatever, like, I just don't have that in me. And so the other side, sometimes you get to these network things, even online, and they're like, oh, we're trying to make everybody engaged. And, and it's just forgive me for saying this, but in my mind, it's silliness, right? Mm-hmm. So, I agree. so then you could have somebody that's really trying to be structured. It's not for me, but I do understand the power of networking. Cause I've talked about this on the show before, where I have gotten busy in the past when my business was newer and then lost connections with people because I didn't sustain that relationship. So I wasn't networking. Cause I always think, well, if I have a reason to call them, I will, but I wasn't, I wasn't maintaining or nurturing the relationship. So Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. I lost really important relationships Mm -hmm. because I hadn't talked to them in three years. You can't just call somebody every three to four years and say, okay, what are you doing now? Because I, whatever, I'd like to chime back in. 
So I realized I was rotating relationships. So I do believe very much in the power of networking. Um, but how can how can we, Stacy, navigate our own map? How can we sort of control it so that we can, you know, figure this out and do it so it's purposeful and not be victim to somebody else's system and then also that awkwardness? How can you help us? So to my approach to everything is what I call shed the formality. And there's all these beliefs and behaviors that we've built up over time or that we think, you know, that other people do that don't, don't fit who we are. And we have to have the, the strength and confidence to say that doesn't work for me. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it that way, quite frankly. And that that's easier said than done, of course. Um, so it's first of it, the first of it is being aware, you know, being aware of how you feel about networking, be aware of how you're showing up when you're networking, you know, are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you overly energetic? Not letting anybody else have a word in. Uh, so there's, you know, our own presence. Then there's the message, you know, how we talk about ourselves and our work in a compelling way, but also being able to elicit that information from others. And then the third part for me is, as you've already touched on, is the, the after you go to an event or you meet somebody is the staying in touch and the follow-up. Mm. And uh, and that I see people falter across the spectrum of what I just mm. said, but the follow-up and the after part is really where people, they, they just, they don't do it. And, and whether yeah. it's because they don't want to bother people or they don't know that it's part of the process. I know I didn't, when I first walked in to a networking event, it's because my husband had told me, if you want to start a business, you need to network. I didn't know what that meant. I worked in the corporate world. I didn't have to network. I was a behind the scenes person. Um, so I thought naively that I was going to go in this room, meet all these people, and they would become my client. And at the time I was in actually the wellness space. Um, so I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. And that was so not true. No, <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, and worse I, than that, when you're in there, if you're under the guideline, uh, the, the misconception that you go in there and you're going to get on these new clients, like it, they're selling to this people who are selling. So yeah. they're in there trying to sell to you. Right. And if it's not done well, it's just like, you know, a, a dog fight, really. Well, yes. And what I've learned, and I think this is also a, a mistake or a myth or whatever you want to call it. Networking is not selling. No. It's yeah. relationship building. It's making connections. It's meeting people. And those people might become your clients in the future. Yeah. They might become supporters or people that you can just turn to for you know support, encouragement. I'm having a bad day, that kind of thing. They might become your coach. Maybe you hire them. Yeah. Or, or some other uh, support system that you need for your business. Uh, they might be a referral partner or collaborator. There's all different reasons we need to meet people as business owners. It's not only to get clients. And I think there is a, uh, a real misconception that networking equals selling. And if you haven't sold anything, you are not effective at it. And that, that can often take the pressure off for people who feel awkward about it because it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I only have to meet a few people and then the real work starts after you leave. You've met them. You, you know, if you're online, you you're now connected maybe on LinkedIn or you got their email or something, but it really is that follow-up, you know, the event is the catalyst for the connection and the real work happens afterwards. The consistency, the staying in touch, the continuing to develop the relationship and recognize that that takes time to build trust 
and you may not get the client right away or, or an uh, opportunity a, right away. That's a really good point because I know in theory, you're not there to sell, but yet I'm not sure I knew that in my heart. Like you think, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, here's what I think. I think, you know, it's rude to go in and try to sell. Mm-hmm. But I do think somewhere in the back of your mind, we all equate that with, well, did I get a solid lead out of this? So does that mean it's worth my time? Because that time is often pulled away from something else. We always think we could be doing like, oh, I could be over here behind this computer, banging this out. And I was over there possibly making a connection that might pay off two years down the road when I have to get this done today. Right. Mm-hmm. But as I listen to you think, or listen to you talk, and I think, <laughs> talk, And I rethink my perception of this. It kind of now reminds me of like, well, you know, we go on social media and we don't expect to sell instantly. We want people to know, like, and trust us. And so we understand that we need to be seen and people need to get to know us. And that's the long game. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. I, I think most of us may say the right thing, but instinctually we're not, our gut thinks it's a failure if we didn't get any leads out of that. No, no. Exactly. Exactly. So then the follow-up, which I'm certain we, I dropped the ball for years and I I think I'm doing a better job of it now, but we can definitely always improve on it. Um, What, what do you think a good follow-up looks like? If you made a connection with somebody, a good follow, well, let me tell you what I think a bad follow-up looks like. (laughs) Yeah, let's start there. <laughs> we can probably identify with that quicker. Yeah. Uh, a bad follow-up is a no follow-up at all. So you went to okay. the event and you just, you thought, I met these people. Why aren't they contacting me? That's a bad, that's bad. Mm. But that, I don't like to judge. That's not how, you, that's not effective. Um, I've also seen people simply send a blanket email, it, even a BCC. Mm. So they took, if they got the list, you know, of, of attendees, uh, they BCC the whole list and say, it was so great to meet all of you. And it's like, well, you probably didn't meet everybody. So let's personalize this a little bit. So don't avoid the, the blanket BCC. Mm. And then I've seen the, the kind of form letter, if you will, to an individual. It's like, great to meet you. Here's my newsletter you know, let's stay right. in touch. And it's like, even though it's only a newsletter and you're not asking them for any money, it still feels a little quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, this is my approach. I share it with other people. Everybody's got to figure out what works for them based on the connection they made and the people that, that they think they want to be in touch with. But the folks that I want to meet are really, they are focused on building relationship. They see it as a long-term. So my uh, if I met somebody and felt like I made a connection, then I will say I will say to them in the moment of that meeting, whether it's online or in person, you know, I really enjoyed this conversation. Are you open to, I'd love to continue this conversation and, and see how we might support each other, learn more about what you're doing uh, and, and share more about what I'm doing and see if there's any opportunities, whether it's more introductions or actual business opportunities that's yet to be determined. And if they say yes, then I'll follow up, you know, by the next day and say, great to meet you yesterday, following up to set up that next phone call or a walk or however, or Zoom call, however you want to do that uh, and and actually get it on the calendar. So for me, the follow-up when you've made a good connection is actually a phone call. Talk to them, Zoom call, get in touch. Okay. Okay. And, And again, not to sell yet, No, but to dig in deeper, you know, because usually at a networking event, you just have a few minutes, but you know, if you've made a connection. So I like to have, 
a further conversation to see if there's anything worth staying in touch about. Um, that's, that's my approach. You can connect with them on LinkedIn and say, Hey, we met yesterday. I'd love to stay in touch here online. That's definitely a, a more passive way to do things, but I think still relevant. And that way you can follow them and yeah. see what kind of information they post and post back and you can stay top of mind with them that way. Um, yeah. And that's the initial follow-up, which I'll just finish this is different from consistently staying in touch. Okay. So as you say that, mm-hmm. I think of, I know for a long time, I had to push back on the virtual coffees. I was like, listen, I, what is this, right? <laughs> like, what do you want from me? I don't want to do a virtual coffee and hop on a Zoom call. Cause I just, I sort of didn't get the agenda. And I just felt sometimes people hopped on it too quick. Like through LinkedIn, I didn't know them like, oh, let's see if there's whatever, some alignment here. And I'm like, okay, uh, I just, I didn't trust them. I didn't that they're going to try to sell me. So I did get better. Now I'm more selective, but I will do virtual coffees and they've been quite successful for me. Um, so it is about relationship building. So mm-hmm. I, I sort of bought into that. And as you're talking, I realized I get a lot of praise for videos. I send out little short videos if to thank somebody for something or, or to get on somebody else's podcast, or I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on how I market myself on the videos. But now I realize, oh, even just checking in on my list, somebody that I could be sending them a video saying, hey, I just want to chime in. I saw a few things you're doing this week on social media. I want to cheer you on, let you know I'm watching. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. I guess come up with your own plan, yeah. but make these things meaningful mm-hmm. because- you know, the blanket, I, I know I had recently a, somebody reached out to me and I'm again, trying to be more open. And he's like, okay, let's connect. And it was through LinkedIn. Right. And I was like, okay. So then his, then he moved it to his assistant, which is fine. Cause I'm all about teams. So then she gave me some dates and I said, okay, great. We'll pick this one. And I said, here's my zoom link. And then she said, well, he prefers phone calls. What's your phone number? I'm like, okay, I'm not getting a job interview. Right. 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 Yeah. And then yeah. he also made a mistake on LinkedIn and he said, where are you? I don't have the link or whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, he got me mixed up with somebody else. So then I realized he's just blitzing all this stuff. And now you're telling me what he prefers. I'm like, okay, I just backed right out and said, mm-hmm. this is going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Cause I can mm-hmm. see you just, it's a numbers game for you. Yeah. So I think we've all seen that but yeah. what you have to learn is not to then just say that's your excuse and I'm no longer doing this. Right. right. And that's yeah. I hear you on that. And I've had that happen to me as well. That whole, you're like, mm, I think they're doing this to everybody. And, and when someone comes back to me and they don't know what the link is or what my phone number is, when they've done all the scheduling, that is such a red flag for me, which is why I, again, this is my approach. i much prefer making first contact face-to-face. I like, because it's, and then, so I like making contact face-to-face and then staying in touch through social media. I'm not, I've and not let me, done. Let me interject here. Yeah. I'm we're agreeing that face to face can be video, can be virtual. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially these days. Um, I used to do a ton in person, haven't obviously because of the pandemic. And now I love the Zoom. You know, being on yeah. Zoom and video, it's so efficient. Well, I host you know my own online and from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. That's it. You're there's no travel, <laughs> there's no snowstorms well, to worry about. It's so fantastic. 
And there's not even that, but geographically, like I've got yeah. clients in England and Australia mm-hmm. and everywhere. So obviously if I was just networking face-to-face, it would mm-hmm. be a very small business Limited. for me because yeah. I live in the country now. Mm-hmm. But so what I would say is, okay, this is awesome. I also too, like I'm, I, I'm a horrible human being at this point because I will not get on a phone call with somebody because to me, it's so like ordering a pizza now. It seems so um, disconnected. And I, I, if you don't know what somebody's face looks like, I feel like how could we have started a relationship? That's my thing. So I'm not, I just won't do phone calls. Sorry, everyone. I sound like I'm all kinds of bossy, but I'm looking for, well, if you're going to do this, let's do it right. Yes. And you know, I will reiterate and do what works for you. Yeah. 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 Do okay. what works for you. There's, there's all sorts and I can share tips and I'm sure you can share tips and there's all sorts of people sharing tips and techniques and it's great to hear them. And then, you know, you really have to, you know, I can, I have a yoga background, so I get a little mind body with some of what I do, but you have to feel it. If it doesn't feel right, like it literally will feel tense in your body. If you're doing something that does not fit who you are and that, you know, for me, that's part of the shed the formality approach is I'm not a cold caller. I'm never going to cold call you, but if I met you in face to face if I heard you on a podcast, I think podcasts are an untapped networking mm. opportunity oh, because um, everything, they changed everything yeah, for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. only do we now have a relationship, yeah. Chris, or, you know, this conversation, yeah. but anybody listening yeah. has, I think, a warm opportunity to say, hey, Chris, I heard this episode or, hey, Stacy, I heard you on Chris's podcast. I'd love to, you know, keep talking to you about networking. Again, it's not about selling. It's about making the connection. And when you reach out through a podcast and say, I heard you on this episode, I loved what you said about X, Y, Z. I mean, be specific. Don't just be blanket. Yeah. I heard yeah. the podcast. Like, mm, oh, did yes, you, yes, yes. Did you? I don't know. You know, but I, 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 I love what way. you're doing on your podcast. It's awesome. You're awesome. Fill right. in the blank here. I like to be a little on your detail, show. right? Yeah. Cause I'm not like, hello. And I never yeah. do that to somebody else. Right. I'm very specific, mm-hmm. but people do that all the time. Like, Oh, you have a spectacular podcast and fill in blank here. You know? So here's the thing. How often I'm backing up for a second about yeah. finding out what fits for you. I do remember being at a, a virtual event not too long ago and I got there and it was one of these ridiculous game things that was just so over the top, not for me. And I could literally feel my body shifting. Like all of a sudden <laughs> I felt like I was in French class where I don't know any of the words and everybody else is speaking a different language. I'm like, oh, I do not like, how do I pretend that I've got bad Wi-Fi and just hit a button and get out of here? Um, so it, it would not have brought out the best of me if you met me. It was like, I don't I don't want to play this game. I don't want to do this. So so then you're right. The people meeting me that day think, oh, I'm coming off indifferent or I'm uncomfortable. So it's not going to be fun, right? Um, how often, what does, you, so the follow-up can be on social media afterwards. How often should we stay in touch? What does a good follow-up, what does the consistency look like? That's a great question. And I think it depends. It depends okay. on how, uh, how great of a connection it was. So uh, there are people mm, that I okay. talk to right. that I am in touch with very often. I mean, sometimes weekly, sometimes every couple of weeks, but they're my inner circle. So there's different layers of connection. Right. And so you figure who who's in your inner circle and good practice for that, that I I've been taught and I use is, you know, who are your top 50? Okay. Um, and those people you can stay in touch with however often you want. That might be friends. It might be family. It would be really close colleagues that you've met and you might 
you might be in touch with them weekly or even more frequently than that. And then you can expand that circle to say like top hundred, you know, the next hundred people. And they might be every month or every three months. I definitely think a minimum of, I like quarterly at least just to say hello. And again, it's not selling anything. It's simply a, hey, I've been thinking about you or I saw this article reminded me of the conversation we had. I thought you might like it. How are things going? It's just a, a simple reach out. And I've, every three months, some people will say twice a year. Again, you have to figure out what, what makes sense for you from a time frame perspective. And then of I course, there's a newsletter that might be less personal connection, yeah. but people who you still keep in touch with. I think as you're talking, it's really, it's really opening up things I hadn't thought about. So you know, you're right. It's different relationships. You know, like I speak to my mother every day and then I speak to my niece every week. And so there's different relationships that, you know, you have different levels of commitment or intimacy, but now I realize, you know what, the, the top 50, you could say, you know, once a quarter, I could send them a two minute video. I really love, you know, what you're doing on social media, blah, blah, blah. And of course, it be sincere and not generic and not blasting other people, a video to you about you. And then I thought, as you were talking, I'm like, okay, so the second 50, who is not as immediate a connection people, I would do an audio on their Facebook, like send them a message and audio. Hey, just want to check in whatever. So it's really um, making me rethink the commitment to the relationships and how I can, like in your personal life, how you display not affection, but I guess commitment or care. I type call deal. it caring. People, yeah. need to, you know, if you want people to be on board with you, whether yeah. that's buy what you're selling or be an advocate for you, you know, promote yeah. on your behalf, they have to know you care and staying yeah. in touch that way, even if it's a text, or an audio, however you do it, a simple like, hey, I've been thinking about you can go yeah. a long way, especially these days. Yeah, that's true. Because in my personal life, I'm very passionate about that. Like I've been very blessed where Mm -hmm. if I've lost somebody, I know that I did my best through that whole relationship. Um, I was always very big on telling people what I think, because I think we have a habit telling other people how great that person is and not to the person, right? Right. Just as a praise. So, Mm -hmm. all right, well, this is, uh, it's such a simple thing, I have to say, (laughs) Stacey. And I was like, okay, what, you know, all right, what are we networking? Ah. But it really, I think it's like anything done mm-hmm. well, the slightest changes really change the results. Almost like if you're cooking something, the little too much or not enough spice right. yeah. changes the whole recipe, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Fabulous. Um, and the, you know, the one other thing I would say is if you don't like what's available to you, start your own thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what I did. And, and I, I did it in part because I like it. I like hosting. I like bring gathering people. I've always been that way since I was young, Uh, but I didn't like, again, I don't like walking in a room and not being greeted. You know, there were certain things that I thought could be better, especially since I work a lot with quieter, you know, shyer folks who are very uncomfortable doing that. Um, And I made a commitment to myself that you will walk, you might walk in a stranger to one, whether it's a workshop or an event, whatever, but you will not leave as one. And I have made a commitment to that and, um, and it's worked. And and so it doesn't have to be dreadful (laughs) or (laughs) draining or, or anxiety provoking if you have the right setting. So networking in German or 
whatever. It doesn't mean painful experience, long lasting. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Stacy, where can they find you online? Where can they network with you, Stacy? Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, engagetheroom.com is my website. There is an okay. events tab that has the calendar. Uh, everything I do right now is on zoom. So I have welcomed people from across the United States and Europe and internationally. So it's been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Well, and you're awesome too. So thank you so much. Your insights you. were just very helpful to me. I, I got to get off this call and start networking. Start networking. <laughs> I got to do a better job. <laughs> I have made my notes. I'm on it. Okay. All right, yes. guys, we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Hey guys, hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there so that you guys can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.